It's February, and that means two things. It's Groundhog's Day, and it also means that 96% of people have already forgotten their New Year's resolutions, and they're about to live the same year over again. But not you, because for the month of February, my free gift to you is your golden ticket to a new year. With my Brave Vision Blast Off Workbook, you will gain clarity, which is the number one reason why most women quit. They don't know what to do. So find out what you're called to do, harness your energy, gain momentum, reach your goals this year, and experience a brand new year, not just another year. Don't leave your success to chance. Go to braveheartedwoman.com forward slash vision blast off to get your free download today or just click the link in the notes. You'll be so glad you did. Hey, this is Don Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and this is my podcast, The Bravehearted Woman. I'm here to raise the brave in you. So hit subscribe if you haven't done so. That way you'll never miss another episode. You ready? Let's get brave. Hey, it is the mentor of brave hearts, and that's you, my sister, talking to you. Welcome and thanks for tuning in. I want to talk to you today about relationships, how important our relationships are. When we think of the month of May, I know that Mother's Day was just this last week, and I don't know how your relationship was with your mom, if you had a mom that you had a great relationship with. You still have an opportunity to improve a relationship, but more specifically, not just moms and not just significant others, spouses, perhaps even your children, maybe a boss at work, but how can you improve your relationships? And one of the ways you can do that is to improve your communication style. Whether you're an introvert, whether you're an extrovert, whether you're a long talker or a short talker or a non-talker, maybe you're a beat around the bush talker, or maybe you're really direct, right to the heart kind of a talker. Communication is a skill and that's always good news. Whenever you hear that something is a skill, be encouraged because as a skill, It can be developed and cultivated. You can grow in that skill. You can become excellent in that skill. And really, communication is one of those skills that you want to become an expert in. You want to be very healthy in your ability to communicate because relationships depend on that. You can practice it, you can plan it, and you can improve. Now, communication, when communication is happening, this is how it goes down. Communication involves a sender. I'm sending a message. And then it involves a receiver. Someone has to hear the message. And this is verbal, by the way or nonverbal. I can send a nonverbal message. I can send a verbal message and then encoded by the sender. And once that message is encoded and sent forward, then it has to be decoded 
or interpreted by the receiver. Yeah, you can see where the airwaves can get really messed up between the time that I send a message encoded with the meaning that I'm giving it and the time that it hits the receiver's ears and is then decoded or understood in the meaning that they give it, which then their response comes back. So now the receiver must respond to the message. That's communication. I send a message with a code, you hear it, decode it, receive it, and then send a response back. Now, here's the benefits of having amazing communication. In fact, just even having healthy communication, we could even wait for amazing to happen. But good communication, there's increased trust. Trust always is a result of communicating well. You you understand one another, you're on the same page, and it's a wonderful time and opportunity to build that trust. And then, of course, when you build trust, you've deepened the intimacy bond. How can you not? You have a deeper bond for one another. And because you have that bond, then out of that flows joy and feeling loved, feeling safe, feeling heard, so now I even have better conflict resolution because I've, I understand your heart and I can give you the benefit of the doubt because we communicate well. And as a result, we have a really healthy relationship. So I want to talk to you today about part of communication and that is this strand of communication, which I'm going to entitle listening. How's that? Did you, were you waiting for more? <laughs> I thought I might give you more. It's called listening. Yes. One, if you want to be a great communicator, you need to learn to listen. Now, the type of listening that I'm talking about is active listening. You are listening to hear, not respond. You are listening to understand. And that's one of those Stephen Covey laws seek first to understand, then to be understood. So listening to hear, not to respond. Listening with an unoffended spirit. I'm not acting all jacked up. My body language isn't shutting you down. I don't have my arms folded. I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm listening as a good-willed person with an open heart to hear you because my desire is to understand you so that we can build this trust, deepen our bond of intimacy, have feelings of love for one another. You can feel heard. I'm validating you as an important person in my life. So I want to listen. And this is hard for your person to express listening to understand. Sometimes you want to help the person who's talking express what they're feeling to you. And so when you listen well, you are helping them communicate in a way that is really closer to what they want to say. So again, remember, first we listen to understand and then we listen to be understood. Here's some listening mistakes, as I mentioned a moment ago. Topping the list, of course, is not focusing on what the person who's trying to communicate to you is saying, either daydreaming, 
thinking of something else, even something as little as your grocery list or what you're going to say back, of course, anything, daydreaming or not focusing while the other person is speaking, thinking of what to say next. So you're forming your thoughts. And when you're doing that, guess what your face is doing? You're breathing in, you're waiting for them to take a breath so you can jump in. You're almost, you're almost interrupting. And we might as well add that right now as one of the listening mistakes is interrupting. So you're over eager into wanting to make your response, which lets the person know you're not really listening to me to understand. You're just waiting for me to stop so that you can say or defend yourself. Judging what the other person is saying, that's a listening mistake. And they'll know that you're judging by, again, your body language, vocal tones, facial expressions, judging what the other person is saying by tilting your head or scowling or rolling your eyes or shaking your head. No, you're not interrupting, but you're definitely not listening with a specific goal to understand them. Another listening mistake is actually listening with an outcome in mind. And so you're trying to manipulate the conversation or trap them into saying something that isn't exactly what they mean to be saying. And of course, you can just imagine what kind of relationship you're going to have if that's the way you communicate. But what about this active listening? And it's so much more than just not talking. Active listening, it's, it's an art, really. It is an art form that requires just a genuine interest in the other person. It's love. It's loving communication. And it involves a curiosity rather than an anticipative mind that says, yeah, I know what you're going to say. I already know what you're going to say. No, active listening says, I care about you. I want to hear you. So it involves nonverbal involvement. So you're showing your attention, you're nodding your head, or you're making sure that your resting face is caring, has a caring look to it, but you're paying attention to what, not just what's being said, but the heart behind it. And so you're not thinking about your response, but you're trying to really give attention to what your friend, your sister, your mom, your spouse, your partner, your boss, your child, what they're saying. And it takes patience. It's not interrupting, but keeping an open heart and no judgment. And here's something with active listening. Active listening allows for silence. It is good. It is healthy to have a moment of silence in between a conversation It's saying, I'm digesting what you just said, or I'm digesting what I just said. Let me take a breath a minute. Let me express my feelings without you jumping in right away. And so obviously that's that's a really good point for us to make. Interrupting. It's so rude. I do it. A lot of communicators do it. I'm not saying that I don't, but I do work on it and I'm aware of it because I love robust conversation, but the interrupting, breaking the thought, breaking the train of someone's thought and their conversation 
really rude. Sometimes in communication, it's like mining out a treasure. Okay, the, the, the beauty is not always just laying on the top. And so when you interrupt, you short circuit the depth of a conversation. You're shutting it down. But love is patient. And patient communication means you wait your turn. In counseling and coaching, this is a skill I learned a long time ago. And I will tell you all, I remember a conversation in which there was over 20 minutes of silence as I waited for my client to say the next thing. I wasn't talking, but she was communicating so much in her silence with with her eyes, with her hands, with the gripping, with the tears that finally came after months of being shut down. So it's okay to have silence and don't interrupt that. Don't over-communicate. That's another point. That's a thing. Excessive communication to defend or state a case or, again, manipulate till you get agreement. Make sure that you do stop and pause and give room to others. Otherwise, you're not communicating with a dialogue. You have a monologue going on and you're just giving a lecture. So remember that communication. Remember the sender is sending a message and then there's a receiver. It's like playing catch. I'm throwing out my message, not throwing up. And <laughs> You have to catch it interpret it, and throw back a response. Remember to use I statements when you're communicating. So we're not blaming, we're not excuse making, we're not saying I, in the I statement, isn't I feel this way because of you. It's just I'm feeling, I'm experiencing, I'm sensing, I I want to share my heart and then be curious about theirs. So a comeback could be, how does that make you feel when I say that? Or what do you think about what I just shared? Now a moment ago I said silence is a good thing. Not stonewalling. Not, I'm not gonna answer you and I'm gonna give you the silent treatment. There's a difference. And I think that you're wise enough to know that. Someone's waiting for you to respond and you don't say anything. I'm not sure that's effective communication. In fact, I am sure that's not effective communication. And then remember to keep confidential the things that are shared with you. It would be very poor for someone to hear something coming back through a third party. This just happened the other day. I was actually sitting somewhere and a third person came into a conversation, came in through the doorway into where we were sitting and said, hey, how are you? She said, yeah, so I hear you're divorced now, which is not the truth of this friend that I was speaking with. Wasn't the case, but just readily shared off the top of her head the gossip that she had heard. And it was really hurtful to my friend who's going through a difficult time. So keep confidential. Pay attention again to the nonverbal cues and the body language because 70% of our communication is nonverbal. So you guys know that someone could say, yeah, I, I, I love you. 
okay, the, that nonverbal, that vocal tone right there, that was verbal, but the clenching of the teeth while you said it leads me to believe that you're not really speaking the truth. So pay attention to that. And in good communication, you're going to want to ask some open questions. Care about that other person. Like I said a moment ago, how does that make you feel? Not, are you hearing me? That's a yes or a no, but how does it make you feel what I just shared? Or what do you think about what I said? How would you respond to that? What's going on in your world? So those open-ended questions are really helpful to begin to stir and stimulate good, deep conversation. Remember also not to escalate. Have you ever been in a conversation that starts to get a little bit emotional? And the emotional level is escalating, rising tempers, voice tones going up, becoming a little bit more emotional and heated and passionate. Well, when emotion goes up, logic goes down. So that might be time to call a timeout and say, hey, let's return to this conversation when we're able to just calm down a little bit and think about it better. Escalating a conversation and then thinking that you're really going to have a good, powerful, healthy, moving the needle forward conversation might not happen. So just take a breath and just remember when emotion goes up, logic goes down. So this isn't the best time to communicate right now. And perhaps at first, if you have a tendency to communicate in ways in which your verbal and nonverbal cues don't match, you can develop a skill also of saying something like, I'm not sure how I'm feeling right now. I should probably figure that out before we continue to talk. Or I'm upset right now, but I'm not quite ready to talk about it. And this confirms for your partner that something is going on with you, but it also gives you more space to figure out what it is you're feeling and how you'd like to approach it with them. And then maybe a final tip is just affirm others while you're communicating. Sometimes communication can really create some insecurity in the person that's listening. And so if you know their love language, you want to communicate in a way that lets them know this is a caring communication, this is loving, but I just need some space, or I am saying some things that are difficult. This is a hard conversation, but please know that I still care very much about you. And so if you can communicate that while you're talking to someone, you're able to stabilize their security level. Though it's not your job, it's a loving thing to do, and you can speak a language that they appreciate. And if you do these things and communicate in these ways, I'll tell you that your relationships will really thrive, not just survive or not just exist, but really thrive. Communication is like putting gasoline in the engine or oil in the engine, I should say, and just makes things smooth and makes it beautiful, makes it run just the way it was designed to do. So I just want to leave that with you and encourage you in your skills of communication. You can grow in this area and you need to grow in this area. You can even practice what you want to say to someone if you do have to have to have one of those tough conversations. And I always recommend sharing what you're feeling, not stuffing, not pushing it down, but choose the right timing, 
choose the right setting, and then be a student of words. Find a rich vocabulary. Share the right words with the right heart. And your person that you're speaking to, hopefully they love and care enough about you to know that I might not be doing this perfectly, but I am sharing from my heart. And what more can anyone ask? All right, you all, that's what I have for you today. I hope this has helped you. If it has, feel free to share it with someone, write a review and follow me so you never miss another episode. I am going to leave you like I always do. It's so important for you, my brave heart, to find your brave and live your vision. Thanks for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision.